So I was trying to watch the suicide, the suicide squad. That's the new one though, isn't it? No, no, no. I was watching the older one trying to get caught up on the, uh, the older one's just suicide squad though. Yeah. You said the suicide squad. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're doing there. You old sneaker. And I was uh, trying to watch the old movie there, and and, and, uh, I don't know. I can't can't really hone in on what the problem was or why I couldn't watch it. But I I have it on pretty good authority that it wasn't the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably the app itself. Yeah, yeah. HBO Max, your app sucks. The app sucks. It sucks. Sucks. I, I can't Im- at this point can't imagine how a machine such as HBO can have such a dog shit streaming app. Well, and and based on how good their library is, it's vast. It's incredible. Yeah. They just announced they're doing an Adventure Time spinoff yep. series. I mean, they have, they have, I mean, pretty much at this point, if you've got all the streaming services and you kind of run through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and you're like, it's got to be on something, right? It's on HBO yeah, Max. Probably, yeah. And yet. <laughs> Can you see it? No. no. Can you fast forward through it? Uh, uh, you can fast forward uh, one minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, five minutes and 46 seconds. And sometimes seven seconds. And then good luck with any other time in between those. No. Good fucking luck. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't fathom them being like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. This is good. When you watch, if you watch it on your PlayStation, I'll click down through the categories and it shoots down to the bottom of the list. <laughs> oh, I, did you want this? <laughs> how about how about this thing on uh, Turner Classic Movies? Mm-hmm. Is that what, is that what you were trying to watch? No, I was trying to watch the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we haven't done a one reel in is we simply can't. <laughs> we simply cannot. We can't do it. We can't do it. Yeah. So let's unpack that a little bit more. Okay. But before we do that, Obi, we have to unpack this beer. And before we unpack the beer, <laughs> we kind of have to unpack where we are with this beer and with this brewing company. Okay. So if you allow me to have the floor for a Try, second. Take it. It's yours. Uh, I think if, if you've been watching the show long enough or if you've been listening to the show or if you know us personally, then you'll know that recently I got a job at – Red Light, Red Light, the tap room slash brewery that is here in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. And that is where this brew, this beer is from tonight. So for the past couple of months at this point, <clears throat> we've, I have personally been uh, reticent to, res, resident? Rednizant. Rednizant. Hesitant. Pick a word. Whichever one makes more sense. Resistant. Resistant. Uh-huh. To do a beer from Red Light for fear of uh, some kind of conflict of interest or people feeling like... Um, You're I, a paid I, shill. Basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's bad enough we get shit on for thinking that Michael B. Jordan could d- be a good Superman. Don't, don't, 
We don't. We don't talk about it anymore. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Black Superman. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Uh, so it's not that I was concerned about people being upset with my review so much as I was just, I, I, I didn't want the integrity of the show to be questioned mm-hmm. uh, because of, of my status with the brewery or people thinking that I was in some way lying about that or not being as transparent as possible. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, let's just not do anything from there. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but not as much until recently, it just kind of seems like it doesn't make a lot of sense to cut out one of the bigger breweries and one of the most well-known breweries in Orlando. Wow, stop gushing, I mean, you? I'm just saying. God. It's, it's a fantastic place to work Jeez. and a great place to come and enjoy a beer. The community, the togetherness, you're like a family member when you come in. We treat you like family. And I felt like, at, like we would be wasting a lot of good beer and a lot of good reviews. Yeah. By my hesitancy and, and fear of being, I don't know, questioned, I guess. Sure. So, in light of all of that, um, my feelings are this. I'm going to review this beer truthfully, and I've already spoken to, you know, uh, Brent, the owner, and everybody who works there about it. And they're they're like, yeah, man, that's, that's what we've always wanted to, you to do <laughs> anyway. I don't know why you've been so weird about it. Basically, I'm just I'm going to do what we do with every other beer, which is give my truthful opinion on it. And uh, if I give something a high review and you guys are like, I don't believe it, you're a paid show. It's like, I, 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 go. Well, we're, 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 we're far enough in. It's about eight minutes. Go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> at this point, because I can't really I can't really um, answer to that. Um, that that line of thinking. It's just like I mean, I'm going to give my honest review. If you don't believe me, I don't know what else to do. Sure. Well, at I this mean, point. this podcast has always always been a sovereign state of of beer honesty. Yeah, and I mean, other honesty as well. All honesty. A beacon of honesty, you could say. I mean, and I think that the biggest thing, like that's where it starts for us. Mm-hmm. Is like, I mean, we've 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 talked about the fact that like this show begins and ends with the integrity of the reviews sure whether you think that they're educated (laughs) or warranted certainly not (laughs) (laughs) all of that is up for debate right but what's not up for debate is how we feel about the beer we have never shied away from giving something a good review and have certainly never shied away from Mm -hmm. giving something a bad review right so Going forward, you know, if you see more red light beers pop up, I'm not going to every episode fucking do this shit because this is already exhausting. Yeah. So I just wanted to get this out of the way on this one because this is a red light beer and I want people to uh, understand how I feel about it. But going forward, you see red light beers revert. I mean, you can watch this and see how I feel. I just want you guys to know I'm not in nobody's pocket. So, yeah. Just listen to me. So he gets yeah. Fine. Th- th- there yeah. you go. Impartial. You go. Yeah. I, I do love red light though. I'm not <laughs> I mean, gonna lie. I mean, come on. I love red light. It's awesome. What are you gonna do? Anyway, let's get into this beer. Let's get into this beer. So this is sorry, Papa. Sorry, Papa. Sorry, Papa. From the Red Light Brewing Company. Red Light. Red Light. It is a Belgian Pils bottle condition with Brettanomyces. Brett. Brettanomyces. Brettanomyces. 
So <clears throat> the story, just to give a quick rundown because there is a there's a very cool little uh, cold read slash uh, Mad Lib yeah. on it. I'm glad you didn't do that to me. No, no, no. Yeah, you that that would have been fun to watch you struggle through that though. I'm kind of kind of upset that I didn't do it. <laughs> but basically, the the story behind the beer is um, Brent, uh, the owner and head brewer of red light he he uh always enters in this competition the uh the i knew i was gonna fucking forget <laughs> <laughs> great american beer festival and every year sadly our our great and powerful leader he doesn't win and one year they were watching it and uh one of brent's kids was watching it with him and and they were like papa why don't you ever win <laughs> <laughs> and this <laughs> This, as you can imagine, didn't put Brent in the best, uh, the best mental place. <laughs> it bummed him out a, a little bit, and his kids saw what he had done to his, with his fa- to his father, and mm-hmm. all he could say was, "Sorry, sorry, Papa. Papa." But it did inspire Brent to knock this this beer out, as well as the pandemic being a uh, driving force in uh, creating this beer. It's a collaboration with Lincoln's Beard Brewing Company. And so, uh, I mean, not much else to say, but let's crack this baby open and see how we feel about it. Truthfully and transparently. As always. Yeah. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, brewskis? And this is episode 321 of the One Beer In Podcast. I kind of fucking... I think I'm going to tear the cork. I tore it. I tore it. <laughs> no, Pop. Let's go. Music now. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. You have a corkscrew. Yes. Right, this is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew sometimes, most of the time, and see where that one brew takes us. As I said, this is episode three. Okay, attitude much? It was an accident. Do your job. This is episode 321. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. If you haven't already, like, share, and subscribe on the YouTube channel and everywhere else that podcasts are sold, listened to, watched, drank, devoured, enjoyed, and all that jazz. We're glad you guys have joined us. Thank you once again. This is giving me anxiety. I know. Is it? Is it driving you crazy? (laughs) Popper. Very nice. That was good. Look at that. We should have filmed that. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, we need the, the yeah. slow cam. We do. All right. Bartender, hit me. I'm not good at pouring. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, I'm decent at it. I've definitely gotten better over the years. Um, that's a lot of head. 
But that's intended. (laughs) (sighs) Here's the thing. What you don't realize until you're in it, or unless you're like a beer enthusiast, I guess, is how much of a science there is to these things. Mm -hmm. We've gone years enjoying beer, um, appreciating beer. But I, for one, I know for myself, I have gone a really long time not really uh, appreciating the science behind it, the appreciation that it takes, the skill that it takes, Mm -hmm. the time that it takes. Oh, for like brewing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like doing something like this, for instance, a Belgian pills, you know? A, a Pilsner way made with Brettanomyces, for instance. Like a couple years ago, if he told me that, I'd be like, all right, totally. I don't. What, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with that information? Yeah. Other than just drink the beer. Um, and I was I was talking to Brent about that very thing because I was t- kind of telling them about the Fantano thing and like being able to relate to things as you review them, or should you be able to understand or relate to something to be able to review it and I was telling him like how does it make you feel or asking him rather how does it make you feel when somebody reviews a beer that you've made without the context and appreciation for what it took for you to make it so and, like us right now yeah Ugh. and he was just like yeah whatever mm-hmm. it, that's what happens he's like sure. that's that's the industry people are gonna yeah. order a sour beer and then go, it's Ew. too sour. And, and he just looks at them and goes, well, why did you order the sour <laughs> beer? It wasn't for you. Too funky. I don't like it. But my counter argument to that is, like, there is going to be people who just review beers, right? Sure. That's going to be the thing that they dedicate. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you okay? Fine. Fine. <laughs> that is going to be the thing that they, like, dedicate their life to, dedicate a, a significant amount of their life too and and maybe they have a, a decent following on the internet or what have you and you would hope that that person has educated themselves before they come in and pretend to be an authoritarian authoritarian figure on something sure not to say that that's what fantano does i'm not gonna rehash that mm-hmm. his fans do though his fans prop him up as a person who knows what he's talking about yeah right and we never pretend to be people who know what we're talking about. No, Lucky very, for you guys. We're very open about that. So I think I'm done harping on this. Let's enjoy the beer. So thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I taste that Brentonomyces. That's a funky girl. That's mm-hmm. what that is. <clears throat> that girl's funky. <clears throat> All right, let's get into this show proper. Let's talk about some stuff. So HBO Max app. <laughs> let's complain about things. Okay. Oh, it's just fucking. It's a dog shit. It sucks. It sucks. Ha, like proportionally, it sucks though. It's mm-hmm. like if if the Shutter app sucked, I'd be like, okay, they're kind of like an indie streaming service, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, kinda. Um, I would get it. It doesn't. Shutter is awesome. I still have it. You should too, um, but the design and like the 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 <laughs> just user experience for all of the HBO Max app, top to bottom, it's awful. Yeah. How? How did they do it? How did they do it? Yeah. 
because they have they have stuff from the Criterion Collection. They got brand new movies. Mm-hmm. They have all of DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some classic anime stuff. TV shows, of course, all of the HBO classic TV shows mm-hmm. and movies. And, Turner Classic movies. Yeah, it's crazy. Cartoon but, Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network. Um, you have the old WB cartoons yeah. and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean they have. I mean they have arguably. I mean, I, I think I mean I think they might it. have the best. Say it. They might have the best list. They mm-hmm. might have the best content on their streaming service. Yeah, I think so. The most diverse, the most options, the best choices. They don't just like Amazon Prime will fill their fucking bag with poop, just <laughs> dog shit movies, just terrible fucking yeah. movies. It's like. Oh, you can watch this on Amazon Prime. Oh, I, uh, a fucking the uh, a Sean Claude Van Damme movie from like 2005. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm glad that I get to watch this cinematic masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah. HBO Max does not waste their time with that bullshit. No, it's great. They're like, the, we got the movies that you want to see, and we got the movies that you need to see, and we got the movies that you missed that you definitely need to see. Yeah. So, so you. Let me get this straight, because I'm very confused right now. Okay. You were trying to watch the brand new The Suicide Squad. The brand new, just released, The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay. Yes. Jokes okay. aside, I was trying to watch the new one. <laughs> okay. And, and you still haven't made it And to. I couldn't. I oh. literally could not watch it. Yeah. It was unwatchable. That sucks. <laughs> because it was it was stuttering and, and lagging mm-hmm. and... And I tested it. I did a speed test on two different devices. And then I watched content on two different apps. And all of it blazing fast. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely the the app. app. I restarted everything. And, yeah, it was definitely the app. It makes everything melt. Yeah. Even my TV. Like, I'll be streaming something on my TV. Like I told you, I was getting back and rewatching all the Sopranos. Mm -hmm. Because I never finished it. And uh, I was able to eventually, but what I had to do was stream it off of my phone, like cast it onto my TV. Yeah. Because it just, it doesn't seem to work as an app on your TV or your PlayStation or anything else like that. Yeah. And I I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it. It gives me so much trouble trying to watch it on my PlayStation. Yeah. That it's, sometimes it's like, I I, I don't even want to do this. I'm just, if it's not on the first page of movies... You can't search. <laughs> you just can't even get to it. You just get blank boxes that after ser- a while. The search engine on that app is abysmal. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I you would think that we're at a point where that would be the least of the issues with with a streaming service is the UI, but here we are. Here we are. All right. Real quick to get this out of the way, so we can we can talk and sort of curve this into a positive because it's a good time. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're having a good time. You better have a good time. What are your top three? In any order, I won't make you list in order. Top three streaming services. Go. Uh, I got to put Amazon Prime up there. As much as I, I hate to be a, a shill for old uh, Voldemort, Amazon Prime, you know, they have a really diverse. Here's the, Here's the good thing about Amazon Prime. God, I hate I hate doing this. <laughs> but I have to I mean I just gotta be honest, man. Yeah. 
you go on Amazon Prime and they're very loose with uh the 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 restrictions that they put on what you can watch. You know, you have mm-hmm. to obviously pay for everything, but like no other streaming service because ob- for obvious reasons. If you go on Netflix, Netflix is not going to advertise somebody else's shit, obviously. Yeah. But Amazon Prime, their Prime streaming service is mostly just going here, man. Whatever, mm-hmm. watch this thing. Yeah, we just there, and they just get a cut from it. So, like, if you're go, you're searching through, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I haven't watched Big Trouble in Little China in years. I would love to watch that fucking movie." Yep. You search it, and it comes up, and you're like, oh, "Fucking dope!" Amazon Prime has it. You click on it, and it's like, "Well, no, Stars has it." I, if you know how many how many casualties to my movie watching night. <laughs> Have been caused by the Stars subscription fee. The Stars, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I did. I did a month of Stars. <laughs> there was a couple of movies that I was like, I need to watch I this, need it. and I'm just gonna get Stars for a month so yeah. I can so I can blow through these movies. I'll. I, I agree with you with Amazon Prime. The only thing that I'll add to that is it's a little more devious than the other streaming apps, just because it makes it that much easier to for them not to have it. To watch on Prime, yeah, and, and then to be like, well, you got six bucks because if you do, you can watch it. Yeah, yes, so. they definitely know what they're doing when they're trying to sell you on shit like that. Yeah, it's not this like, innocent. It like, doesn't happen on Netflix where you're street, you're going through, and it's like we don't have it, but you can buy it or yeah. you can rent it. Right, they're just like we don't got it. Right, so. which is a pro and con because sometimes you do just want to see it, and you're like, all right, I'll pay the five six bucks. Sometimes I just want to. Hey man, uh, I was getting desperate. And at the time, I just really, really, really wanted to rewatch Heat, mm-hmm. and I didn't have it. And I was just like, "Fuck it!" And I just bought it on Amazon Prime. I was like, I, "Now I have it forever." Yeah. So there you go. Amazon Prime. I mean, for the content, you have to throw HBO Max in there. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Yeah. And Disney Plus. You, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put Netflix the right, in my top three. You made the right choice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was gonna go with them too. I, I mean, Netflix it it has a legacy to it, and I feel like people people think of it as like a Kleenex of streaming apps. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just automatic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like other than a few, a handful of decent original series, because most of their movies suck. Um, it's lagging behind. Not, it's starting to not really be worth it. Yeah. And I've been I've been a long time Netflix <laughs> subscriber. Yo, shout out to my boy Brandon. He's the one paying for mine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm the Netflix owner in my group, um, and my brother has HBO Max. So, thank you, Richie. And shout out to P's internet that we proved was a uh, 200 megabit strong. Wow. So, should have been able to stream those movies. It's pretty girthy. Yeah, 200 megabits? You kidding me? They did not realize how how powerful their internet was. Should have been able to handle it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Net, um, Netflix is Netflix has got to the point where they're like producing reality TV shows. Yeah. Where you're like, bro, twenty twenty one, you decided to make a couple of reality TV. You'd be surprised. Those things are huge hits. The the animals dating the animal head people. Yeah, dating. yeah, yeah. What? Uh, fuck. What is that show called? <laughs> Something uh, wild, like right? some 
like sex animals. <laughs> sex animals. <laughs> Wild yes. animals or sex drive. Sexy animal. Sexy beasts. Sexy beast. That was close. Sexy animal. Sexy animal. Yeah. Sexy animal. Yeah. Sexy beast. Mm-hmm. Hey, Netflix. What were you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, huh? What are you doing? Sexy beast. I uh, I just want to say I I searched for <laughs> for that show and the first headline is Netflix's animal dating show has biblical overtones. Oh, who wrote that? By forward.com. Forward.com. Biblical overtones, like what bestiality? Is that biblical? <laughs> I mean, it's in the Bible. Is it as a sin? Okay. Sort of. Okay. And the animal makeup, some of it is, like, really good sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, wait, how much money did they spend? A lot. I'm sure they did a good deal. Well, and here's the thing. I don't don't remember who made this point. I think it was a YouTuber. But the, the point of that show is to illuminate dating somebody for their personality. Mm-hmm. But then once the people are revealed, they're all hot. Right. I, I, so I've uh, I, I saw that criticism levied at the show and saying, like, none of them are overweight. They're all no. in shape. If you look attractive yeah, people, the only thing that's weird is is the makeup that they're wearing. But like sure. they take their shirts off and like the dudes have six packs. The women's the women's the wow. women's those women's <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. The women on the show all have amazing bodies and then they take the makeup off and sure enough, they they all have like supermodel good looks. So even if you don't like their personality, you can kind of just roll the dice and be like, well, I mean, yeah, I bet they're hot, Mm -hmm. you know, so fuck it. Let's just see what happens. It's no different than like the dating game where you can't see the person until you get to know them. Yeah. And you choose them based on their personality. But here's the thing about stuff like that. Here's the thing about that kind of criticism. You have to knowingly create a show with people who are what some would call unconventionally attractive. Sure. What others would call ugly. Uh Uh-huh. You have to knowingly go into a show based around that, right? So now you've put people front and center and you are knowingly saying this person is ugly. Right. And we're making a show around these ugly people. Right. Based on society standards. If they pick you, they lose. Yeah. Which is messed up. Which is fucked. Exactly. <laughs> it's really messed it's up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. So I understand the criticism of these shows are meaningless because they don't actually you you're not actually attracted to that person's personality. You're attracted to a combination of that person's good looks and their personality. So it kind of makes the point of the show moot. I understand that criticism. At the same time, I would love to see the reaction of people who are like, you know what we need? We need a show with a bunch of ugly people. And then we'll see how much you really appreciate their personality when they're ugly. What if on this show, Sexy Beasts, you fell in love with somebody's personality and then they came out and they took the makeup off and they look like fucking Susan Boyle or something. And then that person who's like some guy who, you know, uh, my name's Jax. I'm jacked. And I've, I'm a firefighter part time. In my spare time, I like to, I don't know, play piano. And he's like just some but big a full-time dumb doofus. lover. 
but he's a good looking guy conventionally mm-hmm. fucking susan boyle walks out no disrespect to susan boyle but conventionally never allow it she's an unattractive person conventionally oh, okay okay F- well at least at least say physically Physically, physically. of course. I, very I, nice I can't lady. say that I know her personally. She mm. seems like a nice person. Yeah. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. Let's mm. not sit here and pretend like I'm saying something controversial. Uh-huh. Conventionally, sure. society standards, she's no Diane Kruger. She's no Naomi Watts. Well, I don't know why those are the first two names that pop into my head. <laughs> she's you beat no, me to it. She's no Holly Berry. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, by the way, Holly Happy Berry. Happy birthday. Yeah. Now that's conventionally hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I drank a little bit too much before we started this. <laughs> oh great. Anyway, anyway, I need to catch up. Let me, let me get to my point, which you kind of can see where I'm going with this. Sure. It would be fucked up. She walks out, and the guy's like, "Oh, I fell in love with your personality, but now that I've seen how you look physically, I can't do it." Which I guess would be a reflection on the guy. Mm-hmm. And you'd be able to obviously, under, like, you'd look at him and be like, oh, what a, what a piece of shit, dude. But at the same time, why do we pretend like we are not attracted to somebody physically? Why do we pretend like that's not something that goes into? Yeah. yeah. Why, I don't understand why that's not something that's important. I guess. Well, okay, let me rephrase before. Uh-huh. Let me rephrase. Okay. I do understand why it's not important. Let me rephrase how I said that. Okay. <laughs> What I'm saying is we have been bred and raised to find importance in those things. And so if we're talking about like scientifically, genetically, mm-hmm. uh, culturally, culturally, you see a person that you find conventionally attractive to you and you're attracted to that person. Now, mm-hmm. who you may find attractive versus who I may find attractive versus who Jax finds attractive may be different, but they all kind of swim in that same pool. Sure, for generally, the most part. Generally, yeah. And so <clears throat> I understand why that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that is the core issue that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that Jax wouldn't find Susan Boyle attractive. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's already in his mid-20s, probably going on his 30s, mm-hmm. and has an idea of what's attractive to him. Right. Maybe he learns a lesson in falling in love with Susan Boyle's personality and then realizing how wrong he was to place so much importance on a person's physical attractiveness. Or maybe he's a douchebag and he just fucking goes, no, I'm I'm not doing that. You're not, you know? Right. But I think the issue is that that core thing of why we have placed so much importance on physical attractiveness Mm -hmm. and not that Jax is a bad person for placing. <laughs> sure. Or at least, you know what I'm at, at, at very least, shallow. He may not be a bad guy. Right. He's just a shallow guy. Right. And that's okay. Right. But, but the criticism shouldn't be levied at him so much as it is like, how do we make a show that addresses the core issue? Yeah. And, and not I don't, I don't, why he has made that decision. I don't think you can, though. I don't think you really can. I, I, I don't think that's possible without really hurting people. Or and that's kind of yeah <laughs> yeah or or alternatively making it a very shallow show yeah you know yeah because again we we circle back to exactly what you're saying you have to cast conventionally unattractive people in order to balance out the dynamics of the show which yeah. you're just not you're not gonna do 
I just feel like that's a mean thing to do. You know, I think yeah. at the end of the day, it's like you put out a casting call for conventionally unattractive people. And but, they, I, you know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I think if you were to cast a reality TV show, and mind you, this may have happened already. I don't know. But if you were to cast a reality TV show with regular people, mm-hmm. just everyday people, normal ass people, yeah, um, I think you'd still get a lot of good drama out of that. And I think that, you know, I think that could be interesting. Yeah. Seeing like how normal people date and not having like supermodels and like, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, ex Baywatch or football players. Uh, in your cast like yeah what's the one show that Netflix has made where like the point is if you just don't engage in any sexual activity you win a million dollars and they're all so hot and (laughs) so just too hot to handle I think that's what yeah I think think that's what it is they're just so fucking attracted to each other that the hormones are just like pumping in I will forego millions of dollars just so that I could make out with this one girl. Yeah. Are you fucking crazy? I think that's how Love Island works too, actually. It's like they're not allowed to do anything, like kiss, yeah. make out, anything else outside of that too. And like there's like a, a pool of money that gets taken out of every time somebody violates. Yeah. I think that's how that show works. God, that would make me so angry if I'm like, dog. There's $5 million sitting in the middle of this table. All you guys have to do is not fuck. Yeah. I can't. Can't. Like, you look around, and you're like, we're all attractive. Yeah. And we all will be exponentially more attractive <laughs> with a million dollars in our pocket. more money. <laughs> so just don't do that. Yeah. Just wait. And well, then after the production, let's just exchange numbers, and then we can fuck later. That works because you're intelligent. <laughs> I'm not casting... Any judgments on these people, but I, uh, I'm i not sure if they're thinking strategically when they're going to these shows and these casting calls. <coughs> this is all I'm trying to say. Or maybe the whole thing is bullshit. I'm sure a majority of it is. Just like The Bachelor and just like everything else, I'm sure it's all coordinated and it's all a facade. It's, it's reality, air quotes, TV, yeah. as it always has been. Yeah. But then that gets us back to why the fuck is Netflix even producing these shows in 2021? Because people watch it. People watch it. Uh, And because they are, I would say, the most mainstream streaming service. Mainstream streaming. Mainstream streaming service. um, That leads to, I think, a larger audience of people who are used to, you know, watching uh, broadcast TV where these shows are known to thrive. So they need their own Bachelor. They need their own Love Island. Right. And they're doing that. Yeah, Netflix is trying to basically become an all-encompassing TV service, yeah. not just a streaming service. Yeah, something for everyone, yeah. I think, is their goal. Mm, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, who the fuck are we? But I just I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't want to stay in some niche and just make like a 24 movies sure but at the same time or only make extraction over and over again yeah but there has to be some kind of there's got to be a limit somewhere right there has to be a point where you go we're not going to produce that show 
It seems like Netflix hasn't hit that limit. No, yet. no, they just keep throwing money at stuff. And look, it wouldn't, wouldn't bother me. And I was about to say, like, you know, it doesn't bother me at all that they're making sexy beasts. Do that as many times as you want, as long as it makes you money. Um, but it's just, it's hard to see them so thinly pressed with all of these TV shows and all these movies that they've been putting out where a lot of the good ones aren't continuing because I feel like they're spreading themselves a little too thin. Yeah. So yeah. I think if they tightened it up and were a little more decisive on what they were going to green light, they'd have a little bit more money to spend yeah. on a show that maybe didn't perform as well as they were hoping for the first season or two and could end up becoming a, an all-time classic. Yeah. Altered Carbon doesn't get a season three, but Sexy Beasts gets to be produced. Too Hot to Handle gets to be a show that everybody has to watch. But Altered Carbon doesn't get a season three. I've got them started. I don't get it. Yeah. Altered Carbon is awesome. Hmm. And here's the other thing. Joel Kinnaman was the star of season one. And guess what movie Joel Kinnaman is the star of in 2021? The Suicide Squad. The number one movie at the box office. Not anymore. Well, it was. What's Uh, the number one now? Uh, but, 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 what just came out? It was something else that just came out. <laughs> we'll look it up for you. Either way, top three movie at the box office. Joel Kinnaman is the star, and he had a TV show on your streaming service, and you guys said, two seasons is enough. We need to produce reality TV shows. So I have an issue there. Mm-hmm. Just have a problem with that. That's all I'm saying. Just have a problem with that. So, there's anybody at Netflix who's watching this? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, suffice to say, free guy. Free guy. Free guy. That's what free it was. Guy. Free guy's number one, followed by Don't Breathe Two, which apparently got panned, um, and then <laughs> Jungle Cruise. The Suicide Squad dropped down to five. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. Broke the record for second week drop-off. Yeah. That's right. It's really disappointing, you guys. Watch the movie. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, the reason it dropped off is because it's fucking sitting on HBO Max right now. Yeah, I was going to say. But it has to be understandable, right? <clears throat> like, people are staying home because. Yeah, it has to be understandable to HBO and Warner Brothers. I hope they're not tripping about it. Old girl uh, Delta variant is old Delta variant. All the rage right now. So there has to be some some kind of understanding about that, right? Yeah, I I I mean, not according to the people who are making money off of these things. I think that they're, I mean, not happy about it. Uh, but at the same time, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, I guess not release it. Uh, you know, simultaneously on a streaming service and in theaters. I guess, but even that's getting some pushback with like Shang Chi. People are freaking out because it's going to be a it only in yeah, theaters. It's only in theaters. What? And people are like, "Oh, uh, you gave Black Widow a chance to be viewed by everybody, and now Shang Chi has to fucking survive on a streaming." Well, or, yeah, um, I mean, just theaters. people, just people being more and more upset as things are getting a bit more dire. <clears throat> Uh, the thing is, though, that it's like you've got to I, I, I hate to be the fucking poor guy who defends the millionaires because, you know, <laughs> but 
yeah, you got to cut these guys a little bit of slack. What the fuck are they supposed to do? We thought this shit was over. Yeah. And now we're back to almost square one and these movie theaters, like movie goers, movie theaters, and these studios are going, what the fuck? We were this close yeah. to being done with this shit. And now we're back. And now we've got to wonder if people are even going to go and see this movie. Yeah. If they're even going to feel safe enough. If they are literally safe enough, safe enough. Yeah. to go see this movie. Yep. I think it's kind of hard to criticize these people, uh, these studios and stuff, in, in this instance. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Some of, some of these things are ships too large to just change directions. Sure. They're not speedboats. They're yachts. Mm-hmm. And you got to give it a little bit of room to make a left turn. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to deal with the direction that you're moving in and hope for the best. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess, I guess I'm just a little disappointed that I won't be able to watch Shang-Chi for a bit. Well, you can. I can. Just go to a matinee, dude. I guess so, yeah. We went to a matinee to see The Green Knight, and there was no one there. Well, it's because it was The Green Knight. But. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, if you went at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday or something. Yeah. Well, you couldn't do that, but Sunday. Sure. You just got up at like noon Mm -hmm. and went to go see that movie. There'd be no one there. I'm telling you, there'd be no one there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Double mask it. You'd be fine. Okay. You'd be fine. Um, I'll, uh, I'll give you a call on the ventilator. Okay. (laughs) Be so dramatic. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do for you. You'll be fine. Okay. It'll be fine. All right. You're not going to see Shang-Chi. I want to see Shang-Chi. You're not going to see it, though. I want to. I would like to. Then go. And Candyman. Candyman. Oh. I, I'm i going. Which is also only in theaters. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Didn't think that one was going to be on any uh, streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I want to see that really bad. Yeah, it looks good. All right. We said this is where we have a good time, uh huh. Not a bummer of a time. So let's move on to something else to complain about. Okay. <laughs> uh, what else? What was? Well, no, no, we're not going to complain about this. We're not going to. We're, we're continuing our movie talk. Okay. Um, it was just announced, as yeah. as uh, we assumed and we're hoping for, uh, that there's going to be a new Captain America movie starring Anthony Mack. Oh, Anthony Mack. So. Ant Mack. Ant Mack. Old Auntie Mac. Old Auntie Mac. Um, so, with so. that news, um, you think that Anthony Mackie has the 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 star turning gusto, if you will, to helm a Captain America movie on the silver screen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. My, my truthful opinion is I like Anthony Mackie a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good actor. Do I think he's do I think he's a plus uh we're gonna go see the Anthony Mackie movie material? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. I thought he was great in altered carbon. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> season two, thought he I thought he crushed it. Mm-hmm. Thought he was amazing in that. Yeah. And I think he's got I think he's got the talent. I think it's less his fault, and it's more uh, he just doesn't have the brand. He's yeah. not a guy who is uh, 
you know, look at me, A plus, uh, uh, a, a, a plus lister rather, uh, material. I think he, he comes in and he does his job. He does it well, but it's hard to hang your hat on a guy like Anthony Mackie because it's just been historically hard to hang your hat on any black actors. Um, not that they aren't talented enough or good enough or deserving of that mantle. It's just moviegoers are fickle and racist. <laughs> I feel the dislikes. I feel them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fuck it. I got to lean into this one, whatever. It is what it is, man. Yeah. It, it, it's less about these guys' talent and more about the fact that, like, it's sometimes hard to sell a movie on a guy who you don't recognize and also a guy who maybe, you know, doesn't have the personality that gels with who you want to be your A-list guy. Sure. And, I mean, obviously that's not a reflection on the entire movie-going fan base. I'm not saying that every person who doesn't like Anthony Mackie is a racist. That would be stupid and mm -hmm. ignorant. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that historically it's harder to sell movies with black actors as the lead. And part of that is because people don't want to go see black people as the lead because they're racist. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Historically, <laughs> that part of the reason that people don't want to see these movies is because there's black people in them. That's it. Okay. Well, um, because it, it gets it would historically be framed as a black black movie, movie right? right? And so, uh, Anthony Mackie as Captain America is not to a lot of people Captain America. He's black Captain America. Sure. And so that's which the show grappled with a little bit. Yeah, it, it touched on it a little bit. I think that, you know, it could have spent a little bit more time on it. But then again, the show would have then just been uh, let's watch the black guy grapple with his blackness for like four episodes. Yeah. And it got heavy handed towards the end about the whole race yeah. relations. Stuff. And, and his his speech at the end was just kind of that's what I'm thinking of yeah. in particular. It was a little heavy handed. It was hammy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? So I'm excited mm -hmm. and I hope that I'm wrong about what I'm saying. I hope everything that I said was really stupid and ignorant and the movie does like 500 million at the box office. I hope for all of the success in the world. I'm just saying historically we got a lot of evidence <laughs> that says that it's going to be tough titties for uh, old uh, Tony Mack. Yes, but... I feel like Black Panther really helped to break that glass ceiling a bit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with the appeal, and I mean, especially it being Black Panther, where it is inherently like a, quote, black movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That transcended and became a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, something like Captain America is inherently uh, a wider scope than that. Yeah. In in the public's eye. Yeah. So I feel like it has a better chance of doing something than a Black Panther would have uh, in classic thought. Obviously, we know now Black Panther did numbers and was incredible. Um, but I don't know. I feel like th that is in its favor. I do agree uh, that Anthony Mackie... He comes off to me as more like a, a journeyman than the superstar, yeah. you know? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I Again, I, I am a big fan, really. But he doesn't really have that, like, the personality off of off camera that makes him this uh, 
magnetizing uh, force of personality. Yeah, that like a Denzel would be. What I think, I think that's the most ironic part about this whole situation with Anthony Mackie is that his personality is so much fun. He's mm-hmm. so much fun when you watch him in interviews. He's this goofy guy. He's always making jokes. He's always down for a laugh. He's always down for a bit, and that for some reason doesn't transcend to his reputation i guess as an actor he always is seen as a journeyman a Mm -hmm. uh, a role player yeah a borderline character actor sure and it's just really funny that he has the personality to be an a-list guy yeah to be a guy who you can just hang your movie on and say it's it's a mackie movie Mm -hmm. but there's just a block there i don't know what it is yeah there yeah there's a certain je ne sais quoi Uh, yeah you know I just I can't nail it. I can't put my finger on what that thing is. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe he doesn't ha- he hasn't done a movie with enough prestige. Maybe he just doesn't have that like Academy Award winner Anthony Mackie. Yeah, in. I was I was thinking that too because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has a lot of like stage training and like has done. Yeah, he went to Juilliard. Exactly. Yeah, fancy. I mean, the boy's a thespian. Yeah. He's not some fucking guy. Right. So he has the chops. Clearly, yeah. <clears throat> um, I think if maybe if he can if he can knock this out of the park, uh, he has the stage now. You know, he's given his own movie. If he can knock it out of the park, you know, he may have something there. Right, right. This is it. Right. This, this is, is the this chance. Is the, yeah. This is the chance to give him like his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't go as planned or doesn't go as well, maybe they'll do another season of uh, uh, the Falcon and Falcon Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. But what I was going to say uh, when you brought up Black Black Panther, uh, you made a good point. That is a movie that's that was a black movie, like the superhero movie for black people that also turned around and did gangbusters. Here's the thing about that movie, though. When you talk to people now about it, now that we've got a little bit of time away from it mm-hmm. and now that the fanfare is over and everything. Talk to somebody about that movie now. Am I going to get angry about it? I'm not going to get angry, <clears throat> but the thing that you're going to hear the most is it's a little overrated. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I I agree slightly that it is a little overrated. Mm. I think it's a tremendous movie. I think it's one of the best MCU movies. I think they took a huge chance, and it paid off for them big time. Yeah. Did it need to be nominated for best movie of the year? No. No, no it, it didn't. You but know? I think I think Black Panther the movie itself uh transcended what was on film. Yeah. It became a celebration. Yeah. A celebration of culture and a moment. It became a thing in the way that like Avatar was a thing. Yeah. You know, but th- obviously this more significant because it has to do with um I guess focusing in on and celebrating a culture that wasn't represented in that way yeah, uh, for the most part. So the movie itself, I'll give you, probably was over, air quote, overrated. But I think a lot of that has to do with just the, 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 zeitgeist in which it was released and, yeah. w- and and what happened surrounding it and that's not fair to the movie itself that everybody else took ownership of it and then turned it into this thing 
and then now you have to hear about it all the time. Yeah. But still, it is what it is. Sure. And it got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that's a bit much. And here's the thing. If the bar for what gets nominated for an Oscar is changed or at least widened a little bit, then I don't really have a problem with it. But, like, if you're going to nominate Black Panther, then Infinity War needs to be nominated. Like, yeah. Josh Brolin needs an Oscar nomination for being for his role as Thanos in Infinity War. Not Endgame, Infinity War. <laughs> I think he's... I think Infinity War is better than Endgame. Yeah. Endgame, everybody always talks about because of, like, the, you know, because of what it is. Sure. But the better film is Infinity War. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it, it got us to Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Endgame is a nice cap. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the, the more dramatic cohesive movie is definitely, uh, infinity war. Yeah. No question. Infinity war is the empire strikes back of the, of, of, yeah, it leaves you going. I can't believe that. I can't, I can't believe you've done I can't this. Believe you've done this. And Josh Brolin is incredible in it. Yeah. I just, I'm so, I'm still to this day, obviously annoyed that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. I think yeah. he is incredible as Thanos I think his I could do this all day <laughs> I mean best villain of the MCU yes yeah. yes yes Easily. yes yeah. and and people people they show so much love to Thanos but it's like dog Josh Brolin mm -hmm. give him the credit he deserves he, he just annihilated that role yeah. annihilated it every scene he's in in my opinion, is on the same level as Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. As he, far as, like, investment into what mm -hmm. he's saying, what he's doing, what's happening. Yeah, and well-written. He's a, he's a villain with real pathos yeah. about him. And that's what makes him so deep and interesting because you see where he's coming from, and that's what's always important with a villain. And then he pulls it off in the end. You're right. like... What? what the fuck? <laughs> he actually did it. Yeah. And then the movie just ends. And you're like, what the fuck? And then obviously you can tell where they're going with it, bringing everybody back and all that stuff. Whatever, whatever. But as a movie, as it stands by itself, you're like, bro, mm -hmm. this is incredible. Yeah. This is a real work of art within this like cheesy popcorn fair. They really did something with this. Yeah. So I don't know. A masterwork of ratcheting up the stakes. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic about Anthony Mackie doing this because I do feel like he's got the talent mm -hmm. and I hope that it pays off. Yeah. I'm just being cautious. Yeah. You yeah. Just see how things go when these things get announced and when these things happen. I mean, you see how it happened with the, the end of the show. Mm -hmm. It is established that he's Captain America. And a lot of people were just like, okay. Mm. But then, you know, there were people and, you know, you can pretend all you want that this wasn't the situation, but it is. And people are like, why do we need this? Mm. Why do we need a black Captain America? Why are we doing this? Yeah. You're just blacking up all the characters. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> that's just that's that's a criticism. That's just MCU you know. too black. And every time I see. uh, A character that's like, you know, uh we're going to do this, but it's going to be with women or we're going to do this. But if this person's uh, like, we're not going to worry about their gender. Like there's a character in, I don't know, call of duty or rainbow six or something like that. 
and they're non-binary or whatever. Mm. And that character could just be in the thing, but obviously it's going to make news because it is what it is. And then you look at the comment section and you're just like, we are not as far along no. as you. This is not working. Yeah. This is not working. Yeah. We're not. No. So. At uh, least on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's really the thing is people are always like, why are we still talking about this? And it's like, we're talking about it because every time something like this gets posted, you need, you feel the need to jump in. And tear it down. Sure. And that's the reason that these things keep getting talked about. Now, if a movie gets announced <clears throat> and it's led by a bunch of women or gay characters or what have you, and it doesn't have a lot of fanfare, it's just like, oh, cool. New movie got announced. That's dope. And then we all move on with our lives. Then guess what? That thing that you hate so much wouldn't get talked about as much. Sure. But every time it gets announced and you feel the need to jump in and be like, this fucking, why do we need this? Men mm. can't be men anymore. Rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. Then that's why we have to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a self-defeating or self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. Sure. So anyway, I don't. I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that one. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. I took up a little. It's okay. okay. Just get off it's my fine. soapbox. I'm it's sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, I I agree. I think that Anthony Mackie has a real chance here to pull something very cool off. Uh, if he doesn't. And we just get another season of the TV show. I'm more than happy for that, too. So we'll see. Agreed. We'll see how that goes. Agreed. Yeah. Anywho's, mm-hmm. um, I have one final question for you. Okay. So I, uh, I've been contemplating this very seriously for a long time. Oh. And I need, I need to talk to you about it. I'm thinking about becoming a PC gamer. <sighs> the betrayal. I know. It was the taste of betrayal. 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 Um, let me give you my reasons, and you can tell me if you agree or not. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> so. Fine. Fine. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, man. As Joe Biden would say, here's the deal. Folks, here's the deal. That was a little Obama, I'm sorry. <laughs> here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, folks. Folks. Well, folks. I don't have a good Joe folks. Biden. I got to work on that one. I actually haven't tried. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, PC gaming. Use the clicker and the, the these yeah, the guys. Whole, yeah, 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 yeah. The. Um. So this was started because I found a really good deal. I want to let you know, mm-hmm. I found a really good deal online. Um. PC gaming is by far cheaper. Yeah. Games are a lot cheaper. Okay. Uh huh. Um. It's easily upgradable, right? For the most part. Uh huh. I have a list here. <laughs> um, now, did you make this list? I did. I did. I did. I, I, I had to. It's a big purchase. It's still expensive. Yeah. On sale, it's still expensive. But, see, I was going between a MacBook Pro, as we've been talking about mm-hmm. for the show, um, and a PC. 
Yeah. You see, my idea here is that if I get a, a gaming rig with a good video card, all the essentials, uh-huh. I'll be able to do some heavy-duty editing on it as well. Oh, so this is going to benefit both of us. It will. You see. Uh-huh. Now, the, the, the downside of this, obviously, is that it is not a dedicated, portable editing machine, if you will. Right. But it is cheaper than the current MacBook Pro. And I would be planning on getting the brand newest one yeah. when it comes out. That's what I've been saving up for. Uh-huh. However, however, if I get a gaming rig, I can start PC gaming, you see. Yeah. And that opens a whole new world, if you will. To who? To us. <laughs> you can come over whenever you want. <laughs> so, I think... I'm siding with the PC right now. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Would you <laughs> still love me if I got a PC? Ah, <laughs> uh, it'd be tough to love. It'd be tough to love. I got to admit, it has the RGB lights. It's got that thing going. Of course. So. Of course. <sighs> I mean, the thing is, you know. I miss sitting around mm-hmm. PC gaming. Sure. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun for for the moment that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh you just, you know, it it infects it infects everybody. It's like the ring in the Lord of the Rings. Where like it's like why why shouldn't I be a douchebag <laughs> after all? <laughs> I'm a PC gamer, right? <laughs> Automatic superiority <laughs> complex. And that's really that's the crux of the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, I mean, what are you gonna do? It, it it everything that you've spelled out is 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 the reason why you do it. Yeah, and you know, let's let's all be honest here. If we all had the money, we'd all do it. Sure. I don't I I don't know how you could ever, if you had the money, if money was no object. <clears throat> excuse me. Would you would you buy a high end PC or would you buy a fucking Xbox or a PlayStation? Yeah, there's no I don't know how you could There's no way. Yeah, no. Um so here here's the thing too. I I had been wanting to build a PC for a long time. Yes. You have talked about that. I've given up on that. Those <laughs> hopes are dashed. I am not the guy. I'm not the guy, pal, uh, for building a PC. Okay? I'm just not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But this PC in particular, <clears throat> the ROG Strix GA15DK GeForce RTX 3060 AMD Ryzen 7 5800. We're already, we're already here. We're already doing this. Um, is apparently a good platform to start off with because it comes with a good, good video card. Okay, and, uh, but if you're a person who admittedly is not going to, you don't want to build your own PC. Sure. What are you going to do when you need to upgrade parts? I can upgrade parts individually. However, I don't want to start from scratch and go, okay, I need this for this build and this piece and this and that and that. So you feel comfortable replacing the parts. You just don't feel comfortable building it from the ground up. You feel comfortable with replacing the parts. More comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm quite comfortable yet, but... With the 
training wheels of getting a solid platform. Now, I know it's not the top of the line, not the best $3,000, you know, gaming rig, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you said all those numbers and PC guys were like, Pfft. Yeah. Trash! That's what this guy's getting? Trash! We listened to this whole episode for him to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not the top of the line, but from everything I've researched, I've done a little bit of research, um, it seems like a solid, a solid entry point at least. Mm. And it's... A good deal cheaper than a MacBook Pro. I guess. I guess. Good. I reordered it. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be in for like another month because it's back ordered. But that's, that's funny. Yeah, I already, I already ordered it. I mean, at this point, we might as well just like get an Xbox just so you have everything. Well, no, that's the thing. I won't have to because with Xbox Game Pass, I can play the Xbox games on the PC. Damn. Yeah, so I don't even need it. I can play. I, I Just thinking of being able to play Halo Infinite is making me happy. That's really what this is about. Really. When's yeah. the last time you played a PC game? Are you even ready for the dexterity that no. it's going to take? No. I'm going to cramp. I'm going to cramp up. Yeah. It's going to hurt. But Do you understand? When we play... Warzone, for instance, on console, and mm. we're playing with those cracked out teenagers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh no! I mean, they're they're doing things where I'm like, I don't even think that you can mid manipulate the game in this way. And sometimes we encounter hackers, yeah. But sometimes it's just a kid who's better than me. Mm -hmm. They're just flat out better than me. Yeah, old head clickers. Oh, <clears throat> now imagine that kid who's like fucking wrecking you with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Let's just say that. Good fucking luck. I guess to you it doesn't matter that much because you don't multiplayer that much. Not too much, yeah. You will dip your toe in and have sure. a good time. Yeah. I'm sure Battlefield, when that comes out, we're all going to do that. Yep. So there's that. So, yeah, I guess to you it, it it's, not a, it's not as big of a deal. To me, it is one of the things that's like a deterrent because on the one hand it makes me think like if I got good at – mouse and keyboard mm -hmm. then i would be i mean i already feel like no <clears throat> no hubris or 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 arrogance here but i feel like i'm i'm pretty good i have a pretty good aim on uh control yeah. yeah so if i were to get good with mouse and keyboard that it would make me I feel more confident in how I play, and I feel like I would be able to. But that's not the truth. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. the, the The problem is I would be encountering just people who were now really good on mouse and keyboard, and then they would I would just still get wrecked. There's no I'm 31. There's no no dude. It's over. It's over. It's not. You don't recover that in, yeah, in your 30s. You dexterity. don't go backwards. At, yeah, you know yeah. that's it's over. It's over. It's fine. So, well, you can still play with the gamepad. On a PC, you're able to. No, that's a terrible idea. It's a bad idea, but you can. Yeah, no, I, w I wouldn't even dream of that. I know, yeah. So I, it's going to take some learning, but, you know, I want to I try. I want to try. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, my PlayStation's right there to welcome me back <laughs> with open arms. We knew you'd be back mm -hmm. smoking a cigarette. It's <laughs> 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 my PS4, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's exciting. That's gonna yeah, be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll yeah, be a good time. It'll be a good time. Yeah. 
So. All right. <clears throat> I think we got it all, right? No, we don't. Oh, what are we missing? We need our cheers of the week. Oh, we got to do the cheers of the week. So let's clink our empty glasses. Oh, that's bad luck. We yeah, can't do that. That is bad luck. Should we get Should we get something else? I mean, we're going to fucking... Yeah, go grab. All right, I'm going to grab something. You grab this time. Okay. Don't yell at me. Do what I want. Oh, God. Oh. Fast motion starting now. We got to crack these babies open. It's for the cheers of the week. Nice. Why don't you go first? What's your cheers of the week, Marco? <sighs> well, Obi, <clears throat> my cheers of the week goes to Mr. Dave Filoni. The um, Filonius Dave, if you will. Filonius, Filonius Dave. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I wonder if he... I wonder if he has that in his lexicon. I wonder if somebody has said that to him. So, somebody has to have. He may have had them killed, but, you know. <laughs> I think he has Don't that power. That. <laughs> uh, I, I've, been, I've, I've been going through and just doing a rewatch of, like, a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I don't know why. I don't know where the inspiration came from. I was watching Clone Wars, and then for some reason I was like, I, 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 maybe it's because of Disney+. Plus. It's so readily available sure. yeah. that yeah. now I'm just like, I well, fuck and, it. And you work with a bunch of Star Wars heads, too. That's true. That's true. Every time I get to work, I'm talking. Somebody has mentioned something about Star Wars. So yeah. that definitely helped inspire this. Yeah. So I watched Clone Wars. I watched Rebels. Then I, re I rewatched Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Then I rewatched the original, uh, original trilogy, rather. And then at my job, we had Star Wars trivia. I was by myself, and I placed fifth out of a lot of teams, so I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Nice. Um, there was some um, sequel trilogy stuff that I just couldn't remember. Oh, and they asked, when was Empire released originally? Who the fuck knows the date that Empire oh, the, was released? The, the full date? The actual date. And oh. you got five points if you got the month, five points if you got the date, and five points if you got the year. Oof. What's your best guess? Just right now, what do you think is what's your best guess? <laughs> August eighteenth. No, August seventh. <laughs> I don't know why that that needed to be because it's a little little closer to the midsummer. Sure, a little bit a little bit closer. Um, Jul no, July <laughs> July fifteenth, nineteen. 84. Oof, man. You're a little off. Okay. And by a little, I mean way off. Okay. <laughs> it was May 21st, 1980. 80? 1980, when Empire came out. 80? 19, uh, that's what I said. I thought, well. Yeah. I thought, oh, no. I thought... I thought Jedi. I thought Jedi came out like eighty six. Because you can't fucking wrap when did when did when did Jedi come out then? I'm sure Jedi came out in eighty three. I mean, you have to what think about no. this though, because all those movies had to have come out, and then Harrison had to do all of the uh, oh. uh, indie movies in the eighties. Jedi came out eighty three. Oh my god! Because now you've got to go eighty three to what ninety one or ninety two oh. when uh, when uh, when um. 
not Temple of Doom, but uh, Raiders. Not Ra- Raiders was first. Oh, I, I didn't. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the third indie movie. Um, Raiders, Temple of Doom, uh, uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade, right? Uh, and Last Crusade was like late eighties, early nineties, if I'm not mistaken. Right, eighty nine, ninety, late eighties. It was eighty eight. I think it was like eighty seven, eighty eight. Either way, you had you had to have enough time for him to have done all that. So it couldn't have the second movie couldn't have been mid eighties, eighty nine, right? Yeah. So anyway, let me get back to my cheers to Mister Filoni. Blew my mind. So I'm watching all of this stuff, and uh, I just finished the Bad Batch, which is a Disney Plus exclusive about. A couple of clones from the Clone War, and uh, I mean, the guy gets it. He gets it more than anybody has ever got it before. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, Filoni should have just been the dude to do everything. J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Catherine, whatever her name is, who runs uh, 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 Disney and Star Wars or whatever her. Mm-hmm. She's like Kennedy. She's like the Catherine, vice Catherine, Catherine Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, she's like the vice president. She's um, been with <laughs> Lucas forever. Yeah, like she was on all the movies before. And a ton and, of them. Uh, listen, Filoni gets it more than she does. Yeah, Filoni gets it. He's Her, created some <clears throat> of the best Star Wars content. Filoni and Favreau are responsible for the Mandalorian. Filoni's responsible for Rebels. The the two Clone F boys. Filoni and Favreau, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two F boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my cheers goes to Mr. Dave Filoni because I, at this a, after the sequel trilogy, I just kind of had been like, well, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just so underwhelmed that I was like, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he just he just he just snuggled his way into this nice little pocket mm-hmm. of like before this the original trilogy, but right where he wanted to be. And he's yeah. like, guess what? I'm just going to mine this content until yeah. all of the fanboys are like, it's just perfect. It's perfect. So uh, I guess it's fresh on my mind. The Bad Batch just finished its first season, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's a really good show. So that's my cheers. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Filoni. You're here. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Filoni. As a Star Wars fan, I, I thank you. Yes. We thank you. I will get to uh, Clone Wars eventually and Rebels and all that stuff. I told you to skip around Clone Wars. Yeah, you didn't listen to me. Now you're trying to you're trying to binge the whole show, and you're watching all. I'm the a completionist. Car- I know. I, I want to know it all. I understand. The thing is, you're watching episodes that are so inconsequential, <laughs> and they're just boring kid show filler yeah that they needed to do so that they could keep selling this show to cartoon network it's the dbz fan in me mm-hmm. i have to watch it no matter what see i'm, I'm just not i mean yeah you, i'll jump around more. even dbz i found i found a filler list where i'm like all right cool i don't have to watch those episodes <laughs> again i can watch the good ones yeah i guess they're there if you ever want to go back and see the little side adventures every yeah. once in a while yeah. all right i'll do it anyway my cheers of the week is to audible's 30-day free trial hey this is not a branded podcast it's not but um not yet no so if you don't know audible's 30-day free trial uh, allows you to sign up for 30 days as you would think um but it gives you a token and that's the way that audible works if you're not familiar i went on um <laughs> so here's my backstory with audible i did a free trial years ago 
totally forgot about it. Uh, kept getting charged by Audible and not catching it <laughs> until one day I caught it and I went, I don't subscribe to Audible. Where's this charge coming from? Yeah. And uh, I looked, I downloaded the app again because I guess I just deleted it at some point and saw that I had accumulated a over a dozen tokens nice. because just month after month they're She's giving me free charged. tokens. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I went back and I, I ended up downloading all of the Game of Thrones books um, and a couple of other like, you know, books that everybody should read books. I, mm. I, I, I'm not thinking of the names right now. But, yeah. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> Who Moved My Cheese, if you will. <laughs> um, I have a story about that. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> if, if you guys don't know, which you probably don't, I've been reading Dune to get oh, ready yeah. for the movie yeah. coming out soon uh, by Denny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Super excited about it. Um, so to get ready, I've been reading it. It's been slow goings, though, because it's a very it's a very thick book, and I don't mean that completely about the size of it. It is just it's dense. The first 100 pages or so is just filling out that world and very slowly moving forward the plot yeah uh but there's so much to learn because it's your it's an introductory uh class for the world of dune yeah which has now become this entire universe uh, along the lines of star wars right it's its own thing it's right. it, it's gone on literally into the next generation of uh the, the writer's son now picking up the mantle and writing more dune so it's huge i didn't know that yeah it's huge so it's very cool actually it's pretty cool pretty cool so um Reading it, I, I realized that I was starting to like lose pace, and I was trying to fit in reading wherever I could. But you know, I'm a busy guy. I, I, I sometimes drive. I, I'll you know be babies to see, bitches to catch. Absolute, oh, thousand percent. <laughs> so I've realized there were a lot of pockets of time where I'm like doing chores or you know just not able to sit down with a book. Mm -hmm. that I'm missing out time that I could be dedicating to reading more of it. So I said, let me look up what audible.com has. And I totally forgotten that audible doesn't work with like, you can't just buy the book. Mm -hmm. You have to subscribe. They give you a token. Mm -hmm. you, you, you use the token to get a book. Right. And so I went, let me see if it's been long enough since I've done my 30 day free trial. Yeah. And so I did it again. And with that free token, I got Dune, got Dune, and I've been listening almost nonstop. I've cut out almost all of my podcasts. <laughs> I haven't really been listening to music anymore. I've just been listening to Dune. I'm about halfway through with it now. Yeah, and it's it's really good. It's a really really well told audiobook. Yeah, uh, lots of good voices, and they even throw in some like sound effects and stuff that kind of put you in the world. Nice. Um, and, and I'm now at a place where the pace is picked up. Because we have all the introductory out of the way. Yeah. And now, like, I feel like the plot is really moving. And it's exciting. Nice. I, I, uh, I'm I very excited to continue seeing where this story goes because there were some real surprises within it already. And also to see how this is portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking in that kind of frame of view, too. Where yeah. I'm like, I really can't wait to see this interpreted on screen. Yeah. Especially, like, with the... The spectacle of Denny Villeneuve. Well, I mean, yeah, and just that trailer, and just 
<clears throat> that cast. Oh, incredible, yeah. Just the way that it looks. I mean, that movie looks like it's going to be fucking... If it sucks, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's really yeah. That's really it, right? It's like, I got high yeah. hopes for this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's got... It's got some of my, like, top guys. I was just talking about Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. I was singing oh, his yeah. praises. Yeah. Brolin's in it. Yeah. Batista. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac is probably maybe my favorite actor going right now. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. It's a toss-up between him. I throw Michael B. Jordan in there. Uh, I don't know. Newer actors. It's kind of hard to name newer actors, right? Mm-hmm. Who aren't just doing like fucking blockbuster movies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam Driver is in there. I think he's doing really. He's doing some good stuff. Uh, uh what is his name? Washington. Oh, uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, John David Washington's awesome. Yeah. Really excited about what he does. Oh, uh, uh, uh Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. But Oscar Isaac is yeah. I fucking. I mean after. Uh, after our mandate, watching uh, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Oh sure, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. And then I watched Most Violent Year, and I was like, oh my god, is this, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> this is this is seventies Pacino reincarnated. Yeah. And then he did the Star Wars movie, and I was like, oh, he's gonna be Han Solo, and then he kind of wasn't, and I was really disappointed. But they could have done. A lot but then he did uh, Ex Machina, and I was like, ah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, to get back to what you're saying, uh, I always have this struggle, and 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 you tell me how you feel about this. Of like, what movies or uh, what books mm-hmm. you would like to sit down and read versus which ones you're like, I'm just gonna throw this one on the fucking audio and, yeah. and just listen to this. Yeah, and I I was really conflicted about it myself. I didn't want to do it yeah. initially, but I realized like. You know, I just don't give myself the time to sit down and read enough. And I have been doing it more because I still have been picking it up. What I'll do is I'll, in in between times where I can sit down and read, I'll listen to the audiobook. And then when I can, when I have a, a space of time, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, I can sit down and flip through a few pages, I'll do it. And yeah. then I'll, I'll push forward the audio a little bit and pick up where I left off. And it's as simple as that. It's just, I don't know, I guess when I was younger... <clears throat> Reading, reading really informed, like, I don't know, it, it informed, like, it, it obviously helped my vocabulary, it informed, like, the shit that I was interested in, it made me feel smarter, mm-hmm. you know, it made me feel like I was like a PC feeding gamer. my brain, yeah it, did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it made me feel like a PC gamer, yeah, yes, uh, literary master race, sure. <laughs> and then when you have something read to you, you're still getting the content, mm-hmm. but you're not absorbing it in the same way. And so is it cheating? Yeah. Is it the same? Is I, it, I, you know? You know, I came into listening to it feeling like I was cheating. Yeah. Feeling like it wasn't as impactful as it was while I was reading it. And I, I even to this day, still feel like it kind of is. Because you're not absorbing it to the same degree. Yeah. And I do find myself sometimes, like, if I'm driving and I have it on, I'll sometimes have to rewind because I'll be drifting off into some other thought. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I have to understand what just happened. Um, so, 
Yeah, a hundred percent. But this is sort of the best way to meld uh, reading it and still still getting to getting it completed without sacrificing other things in my life that I also value. Yeah, playing video games, you know, uh, watching movies and TV shows and stuff. I'm able to fill those things in still and continue the storyline that I'm invested in now. Yeah. So I recommend it. Um, and actually, uh, it was when we were at Red Light uh, hanging out with, with your buds mm-hmm. that uh, I forget who it was that said it, but it was recommended to me um, by people who have read it before to listen to the audiobook at least for the first few chapters. Yeah. So you understand the pronunciation for a lot of the names, uh. a lot of the uh, planets, a lot of the people. They have like kind of hard to interpret names that you can read the entire time incorrectly and then watch the movie and be like, that's not what it was yeah. to me. Interesting. Yeah. Because somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter, there's there's a there's a viral tweet going around that says, uh, name something that is intelligent but seen as stupid or something like that. I'm I'm mm-hmm. wording it poorly, but somebody retweeted it. You know what I'm talking about? I saw that, yeah. Somebody retweeted it and said, mispronouncing words mm-hmm. because it it infers that you read it mm-hmm. and didn't hear, hear somebody it. say it right <clears throat> and uh i thought that was really interesting because yes nine times out of ten if you know what a word means and you know how to use it mm-hmm. but you mispronounce it either english is a second language True. or you've never actually heard the word and you just read it mm-hmm. and you use context clues to uh use it in, in every day yeah. yeah which is a that's that's how you learn how to talk sure. that's yeah. that's it's how admirable. you learn words you you're trying something new out yeah so as far as like and that's kind of what i was getting at earlier about reading it versus hearing it is like a lot of the stuff that i read and then flipped and used in everyday conversation i get people who are like why would you even use that word and it's like i'm not using it in a douchebaggy way mm-hmm. it's just i read it somewhere thought it sounded cool and then adopted it into my lexicon and didn't even think twice about it. I yeah. was like, that's a cool sounding word. Like the word lexicon. Like the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when you hear somebody say something, do you rob yourself of the initial discovery of that word? Or is it just, hey, it's in my brain, whether it got there because somebody said it or I read it or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's in there now. I think it's just correction for you to take moving forward. It only makes you more competent. Yeah. It's like someone correcting your form uh, if you're <laughs> golfing or something, you know? Like, yeah. If you you understand how golf works and you try your best, but then somebody goes, you should try it like this because it's better this way. Yeah. Or this is the correct way of doing it. Uh, you might do well to listen to it. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're being a contrarian and just trying to mispronounce words on purpose. Contrarian's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, do you think we got it now? I know we got it. Well, oh, wait, we can't have got it because we didn't review this beer. So we have to review this beer before we get the fuck out of here, right? (sighs) Sorry, Papa. (laughs) Sorry, Papa. Let's review this brewski. Obi, what did you think of Red Light, Red Light and Lincoln Beard Company? <laughs> I just want to make sure I said that right. Yeah. Lincoln Beard Companies. Is it Lincoln Beard or is it, it is. Lincoln's? It is Lincoln's Beard. Lincoln's company. Beard. Lincoln's company. Beard Company. Not Lincoln Beard Company. Lincoln's. Lincoln's Beard. 
Lincoln's Beard Possessive. Com- Lincoln's Beard Company? Possessive or apostrophe. It, there's Lincoln's no beer in that? Beard Company. There's no beer Lincoln's in that. Lincoln's Beard Brewing Company. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> the Lincoln's Beard Company. <laughs> just making Lincoln's Beards? Sorry, I wasn't even thinking about that part. The Lincoln's Beards Brewing Company. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, in collaboration with Red Light, Red Light. Sorry, Papa. The Belgian Pills. What'd you think, Obi? Um, it is a funky boy, and I, I, I really enjoy that. I, I like the fact that it's, it's not harsh in a, in a, it's not funky in a harsh way. I should say. Yeah. It is still very um, drinkable. And I think that's that is an attractive quality to something that is inherently funky. And I think it's a very good mix of sort of a traditional easy drinker with something that's a bit outside of some people's wheelhouse. So I think it's it's a it's a good starter for people who are trying to dip their toe into something that is a little outside of the norm. Yeah. uh, For most people. Um, I liked it. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I would recommend if you're trying to expand your palate, this is a good one to try to do that with. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Four and a half. I myself am probably going to give it a five. And for this reason, shill. (laughs) I think that. A Pilsner is a very easy, clean-drinking beer most of the time. And with this, I think my opinion, I guess, is informed by the fact that, like, I've had a a couple of beers now made with Brettanomyces. Mm -hmm. And I think about Red Light's other collaboration, which is the Knife Drop, which Mm -hmm. is a Belgian ale that they collaborated with uh, Ravenous Pig and made that. And it's an it's an homage to uh, the Orval and there's a lot of history that goes into that. And I think that that one can be a turnoff to people who aren't ready for uh, the kind of funkiness that comes with uh, uh, Brettanomyces, which is a yeast, right? Is it? It is yeast. yeast. But I think that with this one, to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, you can start off going into it going, it's a Pilsner, so it's recognizable to you if you've had a couple of beers, you kind of you're kind of safe a little bit. Mm. But then you can kind of go outside your wheelhouse and kind of get hit with that funk. Yeah. Uh and I think it's I think it's a good experiment. I think it's a fun thing that he did with this. I think uh I don't know. I think the experiment paid off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I am not well versed enough to say um, how uh, rare it is for a pilsner to be made with Brettanomyces, but I, I, I haven't heard that a lot. No, no so I either. To st- like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I'm thinking like this is a pretty cool thing that uh, Red Light and Lincoln's Beard Brewing did. Yeah, to to like kind of go off the deep end with this one. And I think the experiment paid off. I think people really enjoy this. So I'm giving it a five, five out of six. Very good. Lincoln's right. beard is out of Miami, by yes, the way. Yes, 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 yes. You think we got it? I uh, know we got it. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Baron Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa, 
for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Read some Dune, why don't you? Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. Yeah.